Hey everybody, welcome to episode 183 of the Running Rogue Podcast. This is your host, Chris McClung. I've got a short and sweet episode for you today as I bring to you a conversation that I had with Kara Goucher a couple of weeks ago as a part of our fall training kickoff where she talks about some tips for those who are looking to stay motivated during this time. She shared those with our community a couple of weeks ago. I share those with you now and I think you will all be able to relate as she tells her own story about staying motivated during this time. Before we get there, just a quick reminder that all of our podcast groups are available right now and will be available for joining until May 31st for those who might be interested. To find those links, you can just go to our homepage, roguerunning.com, and scroll down to the middle where there's a button for Rogue News, and you'll get all of the details there. We're also doing a virtual front door 5K series if you're interested in participating with us to earn a cool hat as a part of this virtual stay-at-home time. So we've got a couple of opportunities to participate with us. Those links are also available on that same spot that I just mentioned. But with that, I'm going to jump right into this short 15-minute conversation with Kara to hopefully just give you a little bit of a smile and some motivation if you might be struggling or if you're just looking for that extra kick to get training for something, particularly if you're looking ahead to the fall and aren't sure what might happen with these races. So with that, as a quick intro, let's jump in here with Kara Goucher. And I wanted to bring our special guest to the conversation. Kara Goucher slid in, I think about 15 minutes ago. How are you doing today, Kara? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're good. Thank you so much for joining on a Friday afternoon there from Boulder. Want to just check in, first of all, how are things going? I know you're playing a lot of roles right now. Probably primo of that is homeschool teaching your son, Colt. How has that been going? It's been good. I'm looking forward to a break for it to be over, but it's been good. You know, like we've had a lot of one-on-one -on -one time together, which actually has brought us closer together. But, you know, I'm not a teacher, so I'm looking forward for that to be done. I'm with you on that. You and I were commiserating over that. I almost quit homeschool teaching yesterday, but yeah. we got back on the horse today. <laughs> also, we'd love to talk a little bit about your training. The last race you did, big race, was the ultra that you raced last fall, your first ultra. And so talk about that, first of all. I don't know if heard, I've heard a good recap. I got to see it firsthand, but how was that for you, that first ultra? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if everyone knows, but we ran that entire thing together. You kind of decided to run it literally, I think just days before with me. Like, when did you decide to do that with me? It, it was probably Thursday before. Yeah. So it was on a Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you decided on Thursday to do it. And I was like, this guy's crazy. Like I, I had actually been training for it and you kind of <laughs> just jumped into it, but you had plenty of fitness and I really loved it. I had, I had done a trail race, um, in, june that was a miserable experience and here you know when i wanted to walk we just walked and i it was so much fun and i think the only time i really was like so you and i i was the third woman for the 50k and we had run the whole thing together and when we had about two and a half miles to go, I looked over my shoulder and thought I saw someone coming. And I was like, Chris, we gotta go faster. And you were like, kill me now. And I don't remember what we dropped, but we had, that was our fastest mile. It was like a 650 the next mile, <laughs> a mile 30 of that race. Oh yeah, and then I was like, oh, never mind. She's in a different race. <laughs> um, so anyway, it was really fun. And the environment was awesome. And I was 
just really excited to accomplish something I've wanted to accomplish for a while. Yeah, a cool side story there, which I don't even think I've told is after you said that to me, I'm sitting here in my head thinking, I'm not going to let Kara Goucher miss her podium spot. So I got to pick it up. And so I kind of pulled ahead and was, was letting you follow behind. And we got to the Golden Gate Bridge and it was packed with tourists and people doing jogging and, and exercising, taking pictures. It was just crazy. It was like it suddenly became a full contact sport. And as we were running through and I was trying to clear the way, there was a guy who was jogging towards us and he stopped, turned around, ran next to me. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, we're trying to get her third place in this race. And this guy then went ahead of me and started clearing the path. And so it was three of us running in sequence across the Golden Gate Bridge in what was a painful but really cool moment. It was pretty funny because the whole time you were like, I think you're in third. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care. But then <laughs> when I smelled it, like I smelled the finish line, I was like, no, I'm getting third. You have to make this happen. <laughs> you cared. You cared in that I moment cared. for sure. Yeah. So how has your training been during this time? It's kind of been hit and miss. I've been running about 60 miles a week. And, you know, my goal for this year was to go to the Fifth Avenue mile and break five minutes in the mile. And the, I don't think that race is probably going to happen now. But really, the goal for the year was to focus back on speed. And so it's hard right now because my day is really built around my son's needs. So when he's done with school, I think I'll be able to train a little bit more. But I am running about 60 miles a week. You and I try to do the same workout on Wednesday. So I'm doing strides Monday, a workout Wednesday, and a long run on Saturday. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm getting it in, but I'm looking forward to being able to dedicate a little bit more time to it. What happened to the rumors about the 50-miler that you were considering? I still want to do a 50-miler. <laughs> So originally, I thought I would do the sub five this year and the 50 miler next year. But I don't know now what's going to happen because I don't think there aren't a ton of race opportunities. So I might just have to do them both next year. Who knows? So how do you stay focused if, you know, your race, the Fifth Avenue mile, probably unlikely in a place like New York, you don't know what else is coming. How do you stay focused? How do you keep getting out there? You know, I mean, honestly, right now, running is really like, this massive stress relief for me. It's keeping me sane. It's keeping me focused on the task ahead. And it's a really big release of some of the stress and unknown that we have. So getting out the door hasn't been hard. Um, I think like a lot of your athletes, the why am I getting out the door and what am I doing it for? That's a little bit more challenging. But, you know, I at some point we're going to have races again and I'm going to want to do them. But right now it's really about you know, keeping my routine and, and keeping my sanity. It's my quiet part of the day. It's the one time of the day where I'm alone. And it's, it's just, it's changed a little bit because it's more about what my body needs mentally um, more than trying to achieve something physically, but it's been really an, an important part of this time in my life. I recall an Instagram post from a few weeks ago where you were giving a message to your middle school, eighth grade self, I think, <laughs> yeah. who was who was being interviewed by the media after qualifying for the state championship in Minnesota. And you just said you wanted to tell that little girl that to do her best and the best will be enough and she's enough. And so talk about the other challenges you've faced. This hasn't been easy for any of us. And I think, you know, all of us have those moments where we just break a little bit during this time because of the uncertainty. So what has that been like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think we've all been there. We've all had our days where it's really difficult and we're wondering if we're doing it right. You know, we, you and I have commiserated again about the homeschooling. Are we, are we setting our children up right? Am I 
doing enough around the home? Am I letting other responsibilities slip with my sponsors? So there are times where it has felt really overwhelming and I've, I've really questioned if I'm doing a good job, but I do think that we're all kind of feeling that way or we're all having moments. And really at the end of the day, all you can do is your best effort. And I have to sort of remind myself at times that I am doing the best job that I can do. And it may not be perfect, and none of, but none of us are perfect. And we're all just doing the best we can. And if that means my run gets cut short because I have to get back to school, or if that means I actually have a little extra time and I'm going to take it, you know, like that's all okay. And we're just, you just really, during this time, I feel like we all need to give ourselves some grace. For sure. You've, you are no stranger to challenges in your life. And I heard another coach of ours equate this situation as we're all trying to find proxies for how to deal with this situation, almost like having an injury, especially this spring where people were losing races. And that's not dissimilar to if suddenly you have an injury that takes you out and you lose this thing you've been shooting for all along. So if you think about that and think about moments in your career where maybe you weren't able to do what you wanted to do, how did you cope? You know, I've always tried to reframe things. So like when I was injured, I tried to reframe it as this gift of time that I wasn't expecting to have. So what am I going to do with this time? I'm going to go to the gym more and make my body stronger in other areas. I'm going to go visit my family that I normally can't see. I'm going to spend more time with my friends who aren't runners. And I think this is kind of a similar situation where we can kind of reframe it. Like this is an opportunity to try different workouts, to try running in different terrain, to maybe go back to speed work, maybe go out there and run that three hour long run you've always wondered if you could do. It's sort of like an opportunity, if we can just reframe it a little bit, to stretch ourselves and try different things and maybe things that we normally wouldn't do in our normal, normal routines. So I mean, I think it's, it could be good for a lot of people. I was on a call last night with, um, uh, I run for ultra and we had an athlete call and the sentiment sort of seemed to be, there was first really a lot of disappointment that races were canceled, but then people started to see that it actually gave them opportunity to try new things um, and to do things differently than they had done. So I think if we can all look at it from a slightly different way, it's, it could be a blessing in disguise. I also think about moments in your career, like the one behind me, <laughs> that's from uh, the Olympic trials 2012. I was there watching when you qualified for the Olympics in London, racing the marathon there in Houston, you weren't running very well leading up into that race. And, and then suddenly you had to go make an Olympic team and deal with that uncertainty in advance. So how have you dealt with uncertainty in your career? Yeah, I mean, just using that as an example, I had a femoral stress fracture. Um, and then I left my team that I had been with for seven years. And so I think the first workout I had was 12 weeks to the day from the Olympic trials. It was my first time running back. And I was training with Shalane Flanagan and she was doing a 20 mile run and I made it eight miles. Um, and it was rough, but you know, I just really stayed focused on every day. I couldn't look too far ahead because I couldn't control what would happen in three months, but I could control that every day I was doing the best I could do on that day and that the next day there would be progress and the next day there would be progress. And when I saw that progress, I slow, you know, started to get confidence. Um, and I mean, that was actually the most nervous I've ever been for a race because I wanted it so bad. And I was like, I haven't done the work these other women have done. But I really tried to focus on the here and now and let go of all the distraction of have I done enough? Am I enough? What have they been doing? I really just tried to focus on me in the now. 
One of the things I admire most about you is the passion you bring to running and the fact that even though you've seen the darkest parts of our sport and all of the things that you've faced and talked about, even though you've seen those dark parts, you keep coming back, not just as an athlete or as somebody who is in the sport, who's trying to give back publicly, but also as just someone who's going out there out your front door every day, trying to do it too, just like the rest of us who has good days and bad days and days when you don't sleep and you skip your workout because you're going to get crushed if you do it anyway. And so how, how have you maintained that positivity? What does running bring to you that through all of those challenges, you still just love it? You know, I just loved running when I first ran as a child. I loved the feeling of my lungs about to explode. I love that I had to learn how hard I could push and when I had to back off. I come from a very athletic family and I loved that I didn't have to think of the way my ski pole was planting or my racket was in my hand or did I lace my skates tight enough? Like I could just run. And it really has been a sense of freedom in my life. And I was lucky enough to be talented at it and to be able to take it pretty far. But when I get stressed or it gets out of my way, I always come back to why did I start? What kept me in it? What made me go back to that second day of practice in junior high? And it was that feeling, that freedom and connection to, to just myself. And so yeah, I hope I'm 100 and going out and running every single morning in Dublin twice a week just because. I love it. Another thing you've experienced through this beautiful sport of ours is teamwork. So one of my favorite pictures of you and Chilean after the London Marathon in the Olympics there. You guys, I believe, were 10th and 11th, although we know probably deserved higher than that. We won't talk about that now. But it's officially been changed to 9th and 10th. Okay, nice. Yeah. Top 10. Love it. So... <laughs> I remember watching that race and I remember how hard you both worked and how tough the conditions were that day and how hot it was and how that course was so twisty and turning and like crazy brick sections. And it was just absolutely brutal. But seeing you guys with your arms around each other at the end, to me, symbolize what the Olympic spirit is all about. And, and that's what we try to bring to our road community is that it's not just about us as individuals. It's about the team or your running buddy. And so talk about that part of it. What have you learned through the sport because of the others you've surrounded yourself with? You know, my best friends of my life, I met through running. Um, my closest friends are from high school. We ran together in high school. I've been so lucky to train with such amazing women. I trained with Amy Oderbegley, whom we made an Olympic team together. I got to train with Shalane Flanagan and I got to train with really um, powerful women, but that also looked out for each other. You know, that, that day in London, Shalane and I didn't get what we wanted, but we got incredible memories. We led 13 miles of the Olympic marathon side by side. Um, we finished super close together. I think, I don't can't remember how far apart we were, but we were one place apart. And those are memories that like, and a closeness that I have with these people that I could never get just from going to dinner with, right? Like there's something about running that connects you and breaks walls down. And I just feel super lucky for all the, I mean, I would never would have met you without running and we become good friends. So I just am really thankful for running and the times in my life where I've been down, it's the running community that's lifted me back up. And so I just think it's so important. And I think it's something really special that you guys have built at Rogue. It is. It makes me emotional even thinking about it. So thank you for acknowledging that. Final words. 
what would you say to that athlete who might have a race in the fall who doesn't know if that race is going to happen, but they're going to start their training anyway and see how it goes? What would you tell them? I'd say that's awesome. You know what? All that training doesn't go away, right? Like we all have had times where we train, train, train and got injured. And so does that, or, or the race didn't go how we wanted. Does that mean that that training didn't count for anything? It still counts and it still matters. And try to be flexible with your thoughts, but you know, any training you do right now, it's only going to set you up for the future. And it's important that we still keep lacing up and going out there. But I would also say that if you're having a rough day, don't kill yourself. You know, there's so many factors in the world right now and so many stresses and we need to give ourselves grace. But any quality work you do right now, it is going to be paid back, whether there's a race in the fall or not. I love it. Thank you so much, Kara. I appreciate you as a friend and also for all that you do for the running community broadly. And thanks for the inspiring words. So there you go, Kara Goucher, everyone. Hopefully those words you can relate to and brought you a little bit of motivation during this uncertain time. I think the message she, messages she brings around recognizing that this work that you do now will pay back no matter what happens is a critical message during this time. I've said it before, but it's better to be ready for nothing than not ready for anything. So Basically, what I'm telling you is go get the work done. That fitness will pay off in dividends down the road, whether you can race this fall or not. It will prepare you for what's to come in ways that maybe you won't see immediately that you can't anticipate right now. But I promise you, all the work that you can put in will prepare you for future goals smashed down the road. And hopefully that message from Kara resonated with you as it did with me. We'll wrap this short one right here with that little message from Kara. Thanks to everybody for listening. You can always check us out at roguerunning.com or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Rogue Running. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.